Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If anyone would come after me, Jesus says, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. These are some of the clearest words about discipleship, yet they're also some of the most misunderstood and misapplied words. And so the question I want us to consider this morning is, what does it mean for us to deny ourselves? Because that's really kind of the core of this teaching here. What does it mean to deny ourselves, take up a cross, follow him? There's a couple different ways that I think we tend to answer that question. Uh, the first is that, well, to deny yourself, hey, that's what we do sometimes at Lent, right? We pick one thing, we say, I'm going I'm to give that up for 40 days, I'm going to deny myself, and that's how I follow Him. And the key thing being, I get to pick what I sacrifice. I get to pick what I give up. I'm going to deny myself, but as long as it's on my terms, as long as I get to pick uh, what it is, you know, and so as long as I'm sacrificing something, you know, well, I, I you know, put, put some, uh, some bills in the offering or all the way up through, you know, I, I'm a regular tither. Lord, I've denied myself. Don't ask for anything more. Because I've denied myself, I've sacrificed, I've given, but, but the rest of it is mine. Or I've given of my time, I went to confirmation class for years, I put in all that time, don't ask me to do anything more. I've already denied myself, I've already given something. I spent all the time, effort, energy investing uh, so that my kids uh, could go to Lutheran school their entire way through. And, and I did that. I denied myself. I sacrificed. Isn't that enough? You see, the issue becomes is we want to deny ourselves, but only on our terms. Because we think it belongs to us. And yeah, I can choose to sacrifice this. I can choose to keep this because it's all mine. Reminded of when uh, my son learned how the library works. And I, I asked him if, if, I could, uh, if I could share this story with you guys. So he, Benjamin was about two and a half, three years old. And at the time, his favorite movie was Cars 2. Pixar uh, franchise, Cars, some of y'all, you probably have that entire franchise memorized uh, because you, you've seen it so much. So specifically, the second movie in that series was his favorite movie at the time. Uh, Cars 2, also known in our house as Blue Cars because the, the cover of the box is blue. Uh, and uh, so one day I'm getting stuff ready to go to the library. So I've got the library bag. I'm putting some, some of you know, the books in there. And all of a sudden, I grab blue cars, and I put it in the library bag, and Benjamin loses it. <laughs> and, and once he can finally get some sort of words out, he goes, that's mine! That's my blue cars! And he goes to, to grab it and go, buddy, 
we got to take this back to the library. We don't own it. It belongs to the library. And once he kind of understood that, the next logical step is, if blue cars isn't mine, maybe none of this is. So he goes, he grabs his blanket, he grabs his pajamas, he grabs anything that he can possibly find and starts holding on to it tightly because that might get taken away too. Maybe none of this is, is, is mine. This is exactly what we do when we think we're the owner. It's no, 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 that's mine. Sure, you can have some of this, but the stuff that's really important, the stuff that I really want, no, I'm going to hold on tightly to it. That's mine. God, you can be Lord. You can be in charge as long as you agree with me. As long as you do it on my terms. Lord, I'll give you everything as long as I agree to it first. I'll deny myself as long as it's convenient, it fits in with what I want. And the reality is, in doing that, we are not denying ourselves. We're denying God. We're denying His Lordship over us. This is exactly what gets Peter in trouble in the first part of our gospel reading. See, if you remember from last week, Matthew chapter 16, the first part is great for Peter because he gets the, the, the answer to the big question, who do you say Jesus is? Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus goes, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. And, and he goes on to change his name to Peter, to the rock. And he says, on, on this rock, on your confession, I will build my church. It's a good day to be Peter. And yet the very next thing, it says at the beginning of our reading for today, after this time, Jesus began to teach uh, that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things. Ultimately, that, that he would die at the hands of the, the chief priests, the teachers of the law. And Peter goes, okay, yeah, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, but hold on, uh, I think you're wrong on this. So it says, Peter pulled him aside and began to rebuke him. Far be it from you, Lord, this will never happen to you. See, Peter was fine with Jesus being Lord as long as that fit with his version of what the Savior was supposed to be and do. And so we go from, uh, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, to just verses later, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. See, this is the problem when we think we're the owner. Instead of setting our mind on the things of God, we end up so focused on the things of man, really on us being in charge. Instead of denying ourselves, we deny Jesus. Whenever I get to pick and choose what, what sacrifice, what a denial of self, what stewardship looks like it always ends up with me worshiping the things of this world Jesus warns the disciples of this later on in our text he says what 
what gain is it if you have the entire world and yet lose your soul? What ends up happening is we end up worshiping ourselves so much we reject God entirely. Just like Peter himself does later on in the gospel. Denial of self on our terms leads to a worship of self. So that can't be the answer to our question, what does it mean to deny ourselves? So I mean, the next logical step is, if I can't do it on my terms, then I must not think about myself at all. Right? To deny self, take up our cross and follow Jesus, must mean I don't care about myself at all. I, I don't think about my needs at all. Instead of self-obsession, we end up with self-neglect. And it sounds so faithful. It sounds so good. I, I'm, I'm pouring my, myself out for the sake of the gospel. I'm denying myself. I'm giving all this up. I don't need to set any boundaries. I don't need to take care of myself. I don't need to rest because I'm denying myself just like Jesus told me to do. It sounds so fitting. And yet the end result is burnout. The end result ultimately is uh, getting burned out not just by service, but ultimately by the church itself. And it's a misunderstanding of what God has called us to. You see, to, to deny ourselves is not to neglect the fact that we have needs, the fact that we uh, need to be cared for. Remember again what Jesus, he doesn't just correct Peter, he also teaches in his correction in, in verse 23. It says, For you are setting your mind not on the things of God, but on the things of man. So the question is, what are the things of God versus the things of man? Oftentimes we think the things of God are these like high, lofty ideals, these big questions right? Why are we here? What is my purpose? Will Adam Wainwright ever get to 200 wins? Right? These big questions that only God could possibly figure out, only He could possibly know the answer to. That's what we assume are the things of God. And the things of man are all the little stuff, all the things that don't really matter. That's not how the Gospel of Matthew talks about the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of man. No, the things of God are that which lasts. The things of man is that which is temporary. And so what is it that lasts? What is it that is made for eternity? It's the Word of God. The gifts of God and the people of God. To set our mind on the things of God is to be focused on the Word of God, the gifts of God, and the people of God. This is why we're led to lives of service as we faithfully steward the gifts that God has given us, as we look like uh, the church that Paul describes in our epistle reading from Romans chapter 12. 
because the people of God are made not just for a temporary life on earth, but eternal life in heaven. And here's the thing. That includes you. To set your mind on the things of God is to hear God's word, to receive his gifts, and to take care of his people, including yourself. For the people of God to take care of one another, especially those who who seem to not want to take care of their own needs. See, self-care is not selfishness, it's stewardship. And to neglect our own needs for the sake of denying Jesus is to neglect the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. The day of rest. Why does God give us a day of rest? Because we need it. Because we need that boundary. We need a place where we're recharged and refreshed and filled so that we can serve using the gifts God has given us. To deny that, to to deny any sense of of boundaries of of self-care, of taking care of the body, the emotions, the mind that God has given us, is to reject the third commandment, is to reject the stewardship of self. You see, each of these two answers, a self-obsession of only really coming to God on our terms, of just wanting to to continually get more for ourselves, or on the other side, self-neglect of denying the fact that we have any needs. At the root of both of these is pride. It's saying, God, it's it's my body, so I can self-obsess over it or I can neglect it however I want. It's my time, and so I can use it however I choose. It's my week. I don't need to take a day of rest. I'm going to choose to do what I need to do. It's an issue of ownership. It's an issue of stewardship. Far be it from you, Lord. The words of Peter sound a lot like the lives of us today as we fall either into neglect or into self-obsession. And here's the thing. Peter kind of gets a bad rap in this text because he opens his mouth. Uh, The other disciples were probably thinking the same thing. Here's the thing. None of them get it right. If denying yourself taking up your cross and following him is a gateway into discipleship, none of the disciples make it. None of them deny themselves. Instead, well, Peter verbally denies Jesus three times. The other disciples leave and abandon him. Instead of taking up their cross, they stay far away. How many of the disciples were crucified with Jesus? Zero. Instead of following him, they follow their own way, their own version of who they think the Savior and the Messiah will be. And yet, who does Jesus call as his disciples? Why does he 
go to that cross because Jesus himself is the only one that fulfills this passage who denies himself, who in the Garden of Gethsemane says, not my will be done, but yours, Father, your will be done, who carries his own cross, who follows his Father, follows his will all the way to become obedient to death, even death on a cross, where he carries our self-obsession, our self-neglect, He carries our pride, our disobedience. Carries that all on Himself. Becomes the faithful disciple so that you and I, who can't even begin with the first part, can be welcomed in not through our works, but through the works of the faithful one. See, it's only through Jesus that we find the answer to our question. What does it mean to deny ourselves? Well, it's not self-obsession on our terms. It's not self-neglect. No, to deny ourselves is to reject our ownership of that which God has given us. To reject ourselves as Lord. To come to God not on our terms, but on His to receive from Him forgiveness, life, salvation, faith, and then to follow Him in service to the things that matter, to fix our eyes on the things of God, the Word of God, the gifts of God, and the people of God. It's discipleship. It's stewardship to deny ourselves, to deny our ownership, to deny our lordship, and instead to put ourselves joyfully under the lordship of the one who has saved us. So I want to challenge us as if we've been called to this life of stewardship, as we're thinking about being living sacrifices in this sermon series, to think about two things in, in the coming weeks. The first is, how can I faithfully steward the body, the emotions, the mind that God has given to me? How can I follow that third commandment? And I think that that's where it begins, is faithfully taking that day of rest that God has set that boundary for us that we may rest in His Word, gather with His people, be recharged by receiving His gifts. That's where it begins. Is how can I lean deeper into the Sabbath rest that God has called His people to? And in doing so, faithfully steward that which God has entrusted to me. It begins here. And it it then continues on. It flows from receiving God's gifts, gathering with His people here. And the second challenge I have for us is flowing from that then as we, as we rest, as we're recharged, as we take care of ourselves using the gifts, the system that God has set up. We don't then worship self for the rest of our hours, but we're called to use the gifts that we have to serve. So how can I 
uh, better serve God's people this week, this month, this season? Are there any gifts that God has given me that, that I'm not currently using at all? That could be a blessing to his people, his people here at Zion, his people in our community, his people gathered in your home. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. This denial of, of self it is not uh, on our own terms, worshiping our, ourselves as long as it's convenient. It's not a neglect of our own needs. No, it's, it's a faithful stewardship of that which God has given us as we receive His Word, as we gather around His gifts, and as we take care of and are taken care of by His people. Whoever would lose his life for my sake will find it. This life that God has given you, that, that we have found through faith in Christ, is the life which is truly life. In the name of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he calls you home.